Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. The Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Depping. I'm Cody Crane. Hey, pal. Hey. How you doing? Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess I came in a little weird there. You didn't like that, hey? It was fine. Trying just, out a new little thing, you know? It just went nowhere. Oh, you thought it, it needed more. It, we were just hanging there. I thought maybe something would happen, but nothing did. Oh, you want like a, hey, how's it going, buddy? Yeah, that's good. Because then you're you're <laughs> continuing the conversation by slowly asking me a question. Yeah, it feels it feels intimate. It feels good. It does. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's like uh, it's like you're right in my lap. Hanging in my ear. Uh, well, yeah, that's uh, how I always am, too. Yeah, yeah we yeah. Uh, for the folks at home that can't see us, you know, we always record. I'm in Damien's lap, cradled like a baby with the microphone up to my mouth. Well, you see, times are hard right now uh, because of the state of the world. And uh, we only have one chair right now. Yeah. And uh, I have to be sitting in a chair in order to record. Otherwise, I just can't do it. And uh, for, for COVID purposes, we can't have more than one chair in yeah. the house. Well, we, had to, we had to burn them all for warmth. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard out there. Yeah, we have a little chair fire going in the corner right now. That's uh, keeping us going. But it's not all about our sad lives today. We have a guest here today. We have actor. We have Liz Priestley. <laughs> Hello. You guys made me just laugh that entire opening. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're laughing about. This is a very serious thing. We are living off of uh, burning chairs and all the squirrels we can catch. <laughs> That's what it is in Canada here. Yeah. Man. You got to get that squirrel milk somehow. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry to do this to you uh, right when you come on. <laughs> Well, we're making some squirrely soft serve right now. It's very nutty. It's quite nice. It's like pistachio. <laughs> uh, Liz, for the folks at home that don't know, you're an actor. You're in uh, a new movie coming out, Concrete Cowboy. Yes. Uh, the cool thing about that is that it's only premiered so far in Toronto, where we are. I yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You guys have had a better chance of seeing it by this point than I have. So yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Really? <laughs> I have not. I We just found out uh, earlier this week that it's been picked up by Netflix. Mm -hmm. So I will be seeing it soon-ish, but that's, no, I have yeah. not seen it yet. That's, that's exciting, really exciting though. Yeah. Yes. That's, get in on that, uh, the Netflix family. I know, like that's that's awesome. When we, when we found that out, I mean, also we've been waiting for like, you know, mm little over a year for someone to say okay we're taking this so um yeah, yeah it's it's definitely exciting but then you know netflix that that's that kind of means something right when you have a film coming out on netflix that that's kind of a that's a that's that's kind of a big deal so yeah i'm excited yeah. everyone has netflix yeah you're kind yeah, of going from what one city being able to maybe see it to everybody being able everybody to see it. and everybody's home which you know and for unfortunate reasons but everybody's home mm -hmm. and i mean i don't know about you guys but i've been watching an awful lot of netflix in the last yep. you know eight months ten months whatever 
So yeah, I'm, you know, and it's funny too, because actually while we were filming this, I jokingly predicted that this would go to Netflix. I was like, you watch really? something's funny is going to happen and it's going to end up on Netflix. And they were like, Oh, Liz, you pessimist. <laughs> and then it's like one thing led to another. Right. And here we are. So, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I think right now a Netflix release is the best thing you could hope for. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm not going to lie. That's what I was kind of crossing my fingers that oh, yeah? you know, hoping would happen in the last, like, I don't know, three months. I was like, come on, Netflix. Come on, Netflix. <laughs> so I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm going to have like multiple viewing parties. I've decided. Of course. Amazing. Yeah. You got, yeah. you got to go all out for this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I mean, yeah, the amount of, you know, just like my friends and family here in Philly that that have found out about this, it's like just between that group alone, I'm going to have to, I don't know, schedule like five or six viewings. <laughs> like, OK, max, like 10 people on a Zoom call, max 10 so I can like <laughs> keep everyone straight. Mm -hmm. But no, it's it's going to be fun. It's, you know, when we were filming it, it was oh my gosh, I can't wait for my parents to walk into a theater and see my face, you know, 15 feet up there. Now it's like, oh, I can't wait for my parents, like when it premieres, like we're all going to be sitting there with our popcorn being like, <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you know, so it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, nice. this this uh, uh, movie too, this was like um, your first big production, wasn't it? Uh -huh. This. Yeah. yeah, this is my this is my film debut. So yeah, wow. yeah, and yeah, that's like, quite a oh, debut. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was. You know, it's like as as people keep telling me, they're like, yeah, most people when they make their film debut, they're they're making it as like shopper number four mm -hmm. in the back, or you know, background strolling character in the background while a scene is going on. They usually don't, you know, debut as like. Idris Elba's wife, but yeah. that's, that's me. So, wow. Oh yeah, like oh. all right, I want to be different. different. <laughs> well, as two perpetual shopper number fours, we can understand that. <laughs> I mean, I have been shopper number four, but you know, not not in a movie. So just, <laughs> you know, this, this is great. And really, like that's the dream. Like all of us sit here wanting to be playing Idris Elba's wife. I'll do it. I don't care. We, I, I mean, <laughs> this is fulfilling a fantasy for so many yeah. people. Like you are living it. It, it. You know, the the one, not the one. I shouldn't say the one, but I would say the first time that really did kind of hit when. I have so I actually the majority of my scenes were really with um, Caleb McLaughlin of Stranger Things fame right. um, yeah he plays my son in it so most of my time was with Caleb and he's awesome he's he's incredible I'm actually I'm very excited for people to see what Caleb does in this movie because this is also his yeah. kind of first big film um, but I had about a day and a half with Idris and I'll tell you what the one day that we were filming kind of my biggest scene with him every time we would have to like reset and go back to the beginning of the take and I you know where they had me I was kind of a ways away from him so I'd have to walk back to my starting position mm -hmm. 
And we were shooting in on location in North Philly. And just out of frame, there's like 70, 75 women who just showed up on the set to see this gorgeous man. And every time I would walk by, all I would hear is like a bunch of women just being like, who is that? And why does she get to hug him? I don't like her. I don't recognize her. Who is that? She don't look like Carrie. I don't know who that is. That ain't Carrie Washington, though. And I'm just like, okay, I'm supposed to be here, you know? It was, that was weird hearing like, you know, and I'm watching him and he's just, it's just going yeah. right over his head. He's just focused, not even listening to it. I was, I was just like, wow, you deal with this all day, every day, huh? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Wow. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> to go back to Caleb too, he probably thought he was finally going to escape Netflix, get away from <laughs> Stranger Things and Netflix. And he gets you know, Caleb. back. <laughs> Caleb's probably just like, God. Because, you know, Idris has a really good relationship with Netflix. He's done multiple, you know, stuff for them. Yep. So I just had this feeling. I'm like, I feel like it's going to be Netflix. I just, I just feel like it. So, um, yeah, Caleb's probably like, yeah, what do I got to do? <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it's, you know, I regardless, I think people are really going to be looking at it at him quite differently mm -hmm. when this comes out because i mean you know when i got when i got the part i had never seen stranger things and then i was yep. like maybe i should watch some before yeah. i you know meet this guy so i watched like the first three like two or three episodes of season one which was a mistake because then I thought that I was going to be working with 11 year old Caleb McLaughlin and I ended <laughs> up working with 17 year old taller than me, Caleb McLaughlin. And I was just like, what? Like, it, just, <laughs> it was so trippy. They I just, grow up I was so like fast. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was waiting for the other kids to show up and be like, we're backpacking to the woods or something. Like, I just was like, where, what's, what's happening? You're a grown man. Like, why are you taller than me? Um, but yeah, he he's he's awesome. I I was just amazed, not just by his talent. I mean, obviously he's very talented, but he has like an unending amount of energy. I don't know where it comes. I I was like, no, I wasn't like that at 17. Cause at first I was like, maybe it's an age thing. I was like, no, I was like yeah. taking full on like three hour naps at 17. Caleb is just like literally bouncing off the walls. And we had like a week of of night shoots. They did it all in one week. And Caleb is in every scene. So he's there every night, like 3 a.m. Just like dancing, freestyle rapping with Method Man. And I'm sitting <laughs> over here like, it's all I can do to just keep my eyes open. But like, it, it was awesome. He's He's really fun. He's really fun. I, I'm so there. excited to uh, see this because, yeah, like you said, Method Man is in this, too. Like, yeah, yeah. Legendary. Uh, Byron Bowers is in this. who's an amazingly yes. funny comedian. Like, he's so funny. Most people. So I keep mentioning Byron Bowers and people are like, who's that? I'm like, he's a comedian. He's so funny. Um, yeah. And I will say, I think uh, Byron is the first person I met 
on set. I don't know if he oh, remembers really? that, but he was the first person. He came right up to me and he was like, "Hi, I'm Byron." I was just like, "Well, hi, I'm," you know. Yeah. Um, he was so nice. He was very nice. I had a full-on twenty-minute conversation with Method Man, my first night, and this is after I filmed my first scene. And they were very nice to me. They gave me my first day was a scene where I didn't have any lines. I just had to sit there and react, and you know. Mm -hmm not hard to yeah. do and it's like eat your elbows <laughs> over here you're like please react to that <laughs> um so after all that i'm still like oh my gosh i was just on a horse with you you know and this man comes up to me and we talk and i'm just kind of excitedly just you know with the verbal diarrhea just like yeah. and he's just like yeah and then i get back to my car and i'm like putting on my seatbelt, and i'm like that was method man Oh my goodness, that was Method Man. I didn't even recognize him in the moment because I was just like, blah, 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 eat yourself a pot. I was like, oh my God, that was Method <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're riding a horse in this movie. Do you have like previous horse riding uh, uh, like experience or was this a training that had to happen this, for the movie? This, this was basically uh, the only other time I've been on a horse, I was 17. Mm -hmm. But the time that I was on a horse when I was 17 was when I found out that I'm allergic, like EpiPen allergic oh, to horses. Really? So when I got cast in the movie, I, you know, the next day after I got the call, I called them back and I said, well, do I have to be on a horse for this? Because they sent me the script. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because I'm not one of the cowboys in this movie. So I said, do I have to ride a horse? I said, oh, yeah. And I said, well yeah can i can i go to horse camp <laughs> you know like can i get some training this thing yeah of course so i did have a day um i don't want to give too much away but i'm on the horse with my son so i had to train to be on the horse with two people and um and at that point i was like don't tell them that i'm allergic don't don't say anything because i don't want to get fired yeah. um and you know horses are they're beautiful, but you know, you have to be calm. You can't be nervous. And right. I was just like a wreck and they were like, calm down, calm down. And I'm just like, mm, okay, you know? Um, and as a matter of fact, my first day on set, my first scene, um, and you have to remember, I did not meet anyone in the film prior to my first day on set, which is unusual because yeah. normally in the audition process, you know, if this had been like a big budget, you know, thing, um, they would have had me do a, a chemistry thing with, with Idris to make sure we look right and something yeah. with Caleb to make sure none of that happened. So I first met Caleb when they put us on a horse together and, you know, the bigger person has to go in the back. So I'm in back and it's like, we've known each other 30 seconds, but here I am going to put my arms around your waist and hold on for dear life. You know, it, it was really, it was a little scary. And then you can't be nervous. Cause the horse yeah. will freak out. So it, it was, it was a lot, but I would say the, the horseback riding was easier, far and away easier than driving the car because I had to drive a car for this. And the car they gave me was from like 1993 <laughs> and it would like break down every time you made a left turn oh. and they, they blocked off like a four block mm -hmm. radius for us to drive around and it was all left turns. So it was like, we could do a scene for as long as the block was. 
And then I would turn and the car would stall out and we'd have to cut and the mechanic would run over and tinker and do something with it. And then we'd coast and do another scene. But um, <laughs> that was scary because it was me driving yeah. and I had a window this big to see out of my windshield because everything else was covered with equipment or there's like a sound guy in the back and there's cameras and lights and everything. So I couldn't really see. So that was the test. Like, Caleb, do you trust me with your life? Because here we go. You know, it was like, <laughs> all right, this, this is scary. Um, so, yeah, I think the horses were easier than the car. The car was just, I was like, we're all going to die. I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> this We're going to die. This I Okay. I feel like there's a lot less variables with the horse. The horse is just <laughs> like, you have to deal with the horse. With a car, there's 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 so much other stuff around it that you, that you don't know about. Yeah, I had to do I, a, mean, I had to do a scene once in a car at night that I'd never driven before. And they're like, all right, just you're going to drive up, but make sure that you stop because uh, the cameraman's going to be right in front of the car and you don't want to you don't want to hit him. <laughs> See, that's that's where I start freaking out because I, yeah. mean, I drive, but it's like I, I drive my car. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you know how it works. A vehicle I'm familiar with. Plus, it's super old. Mm -hmm. um, and if you have to have like a carry van of people behind you because it was like our car the car with the mechanic the car with the director and the sound people and then another car with crew people so it's four people driving you know you're responsible for everybody yeah. behind you and you're just like oh don't screw it up don't screw it up remember your lines <laughs> you know what I mean it's just <laughs> like and I did have to drive it at night and uh I'm I'm already I struggle with night driving already because if it's you know bright lights in my face i really can't see like mm -hmm. i just can't so when it was at night that we had to do it i was like we're all gonna die i don't know what's happening <laughs> i don't like i don't know how to do this i got through it but yeah i preferred the horse to be honest with you i prefer the horse um yeah uh, our horse the one caleb and i had was I mean, they're huge, but the, this one was kind of, I would say, mid-sized. The yeah, horse right. that Idris had was from, I think, the War Horse movie. I think it was one of the horses in that movie. And it was just this massive, wow. massive animal. Gentle as anything, but I mean, it's like intimidating when you walk up to it and you're like, holy crap. Like, I, I'm not even like a third of this horse's size. Like, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Cool. It's <laughs> wow. weird. Um, but speaking of scary, let's uh, go into a spookier note here. We need to know, Liz, do you believe in ghosts? So <laughs> I, I do. I do. I also I'm I'm in that sort of I'm not really sure camp. I mm -hmm. do. I think, uh, you know, I grew up in a religious household and I do believe in in life after death. Where I get kind of eh on is because I also feel like there are scientific explanations for everything. I just don't know if science has caught up with the afterlife. I don't think they're I don't think they're on the same page yet. So I'm waiting for science to be like, yes, there are ghosts, and here's physical concrete concrete mm -hmm. evidence that yeah. So um, I would say yes. I don't know that it's you know everything that we see on tv with like ghost hunters and stuff like that i don't know yeah. if all of that is true but yes yeah. i do i do believe in ghosts i do 
Well, from my understanding is uh, you die and then you go up to the big pearly gates and then they have a box of sheets on one side and a box of robes and wings on the other. <laughs> and then you just choose which one you want. And if you take the sheet, they kick you down and you have to go haunt a place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I like to believe the like, you know, the kind of tragic... I guess more like European ghost stories, like yeah. the lady and you know the lady in red stalking the Moors or whatever. Yeah. I'm I'm more of like yeah, I think the you know the castle ghosts. I think they're all real. I don't hmm. know. <laughs> I I think yeah, like um, I believe in ghosts. Damien doesn't, uh, but I'm I'm with you with like the ghost shows and stuff. Like I don't believe in those. Like. Yeah. You watch all these ghost shows and uh, like Damien and I have been in so many of these ghost shows like these like reenactment shows and everything. Wow. So they film so many of them around Toronto. So and you're you're always playing like it's always the same people telling the stories and everything. And that seems suspect to me. Right. Yeah. And you'll look at it, too, and you'll be like, oh, I'm playing this real life guy. And then you'll look up that real life guy and he's also telling the same story on like seven different paranormal shows. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing See, the run. Where I'm a little know? like, all right. So really? Yeah. Really? I don't know. So I... you have a new ghost coming out. <laughs> <laughs> doing all the talk shows. <laughs> yeah, Regis. Uh, listen, I, I was haunted for days. It was really a scary experience. And I, I just came here to talk to you about it. Uh, the ghost comes out on September 3rd. <laughs> yeah i don't know i like to believe i think i like the idea mm -hmm. of of ghosts i not obviously not like you know demons um ghosts that want to cause harm yeah. or anything. but i think it's i i think the idea of I don't know. I, I maybe the unfinished business, but I feel like there's a better way to phrase that. But or you know, spirits who have a hard time moving on, or there's something that still keeps them here. I kind of like the idea of that. I guess, although it's kind of sad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I have a I have a hard time believing in like you know like the Amityville house like those kind of ghosts i'm like really did it all move by itself really i i like the idea of it too because it tells me that there's so many sad ghosts around and it makes me feel better about myself uh, that this, is, <laughs> this has been my theory for a while now that all ghosts are just losers who can't let go yeah i don't know it could be just, maybe they're just like i don't want to yeah they're all whining and they're like opening the cabinets <laughs> like what do i want to eat oh yeah i can't <laughs> I want to eat, but I don't have a mouth. Yeah. yeah, it's, you know, I guess those ones or or the idea that um, like a ghost of someone who may have been murdered or whatever, wronged in some way that they, right. they're mm -hmm. like, I don't want to leave until you know the truth about what happened to me, I guess is sort of interesting to me. I, maybe that's more from an actor's standpoint, though, because yeah. You know those shows are interesting or those movies too yeah um are interesting where it's like someone's got to find out about the girl and oh she was killed and that's why she can't her spirit can't move on and then of course it does but i don't know <laughs> i, I think, don't know i think these people are giving these ghost children way too much credit it it does seem like i gotta um, say if you murdered a child they wouldn't know much about it yeah <laughs> 
Or would they? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe I just like the idea of being scared. Because mm. Halloween is my favorite holiday. And I do love, like... It's funny, I don't love horror movies, but I do like being scared. I don't love horror movies though, but yeah. I, you know, yeah. I can, I I can like understand that, yeah. Reading into the, like, the mythology and, like, the history of, like, all Hollows. That, which is, I love all that stuff. Well, I feel like horror movies are a very specific type of, of that, right? So I can see it very easily not being, you know, the best part of it. Uh, do, you, do you have a costume ready for Halloween? So, okay, you know, COVID really, really just was like messing with, with me this year because I was I was on the fence about, because um, I got invited to, you know, a Halloween party and um, so did my daughter. And I was really going back and forth about like, is it safe? Should I do that? Or, you know, and ultimately I decided no, um, because unfortunately I do know somebody else now multiple people right, um yeah, someone yeah. else that i'm friends with has now been uh positive confirmed so after that i was like you know what i say we stay in we watch hocus pocus i will buy all the candy from rite aid or from cbs <laughs> or somewhere i'll buy all the candy and we just stay inside and have a movie night so i don't have a costume this year but i you know as an actor like Halloween is my jam. I always have outfits. Like I always have a costume. I always go all in. So this year I'm I'm not, and it just feels like not the real thing. But I'm I'm I was like it's probably better to be healthy this year because I mm -hmm. just I don't know. And I'm we just moved. I'm in a new apartment. I don't really know my neighbors like that. But right. I do yeah. Elderly neighbors, and I was like yeah. I don't want to put anybody at risk. I don't even want to. Let's just have a movie night. So no costume this year. And I'm bummed because I think if I had, I would have done um, the, I got invited to, it was an eighties icon um, costume party. And I think I would have gone as like Chitara from Thunderscats. Oh. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I, you know, I, like her <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but now you know that that's what you would have been so it's like that's what that. i would have that's what i would yeah. have gone for i yeah. would have tried doing that so yeah. <laughs> um to to go back a little bit uh have you ever had a paranormal experience when you were like younger or anything like that so i had an experience and i don't know if it was paranormal i was very young but this is the one stands out to me I was about five or six and um at that time uh my parents uh used to work together actually and uh we had a babysitter nanny type person who would be with the young people during the day and so my parents were away it was a summer day they were gone at work our babysitter person was there and I remember earlier in the day she had said to me um, she said, you know, Elizabeth, make sure you don't go into the basement. Remember your mom said, don't go down there. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because our basement is unfinished. Mm -hmm. And so my parents really didn't want us playing. Also, we used to have a coal stove. So they were like, it's dirty. It's gross. Stay out of the basement. And I was always just trying to go down there and, you know, have fun. So, um, this particular day, she had said that to me earlier and I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like the minute her back was turned, I was like beeline to the basement. 
<laughs> so I started going down the basement steps and we had a pull chain light and I pulled it and the light didn't go on and I pulled it again, didn't go on. I'm like, oh. so I'm like, whatever. There's another pull chain light at the bottom of the steps. I'm just going to go to the bottom and like three steps from the bottom I'm looking and it was like, how do I describe this? All I could see was like a pair of legs from the knee and like coming out of the darkness. And it was like, they were white, but it wasn't like a white person. It was like otherworldly white. And mm -hmm. I remember, cause that's what stopped me. Three steps from the bottom was like, I see a pair of legs, but they don't look like a person. So I stopped. And I see this person just kind of come out of the darkness. And it was this beautiful woman that I'd never seen before. And she literally says to me, she's like, Elizabeth, what did your mother say? You're not supposed to come down here. And I was like, and I remember I was like, I wasn't scared, but I was just like, okay, we're not good. Like, it was like, oh. <laughs> So I turn back around and I go, I just walked back up and I, you know, we had a door to the basement. I opened the door and the babysitter standing there. She's like, where have you been? I was just looking for you. Where are you in the basement? And I was like, I was going to go into the basement, but the lady told me not to. And she was like, what lady? And I was like, the lady in the basement, she told me not to. And she starts freaking out. She's like, what lady? So she goes past me, pulls on the light chain, light goes on. And I'm like, and she goes down the steps, pulls the other chain, light goes on. And she's looking around. She's like, Elizabeth, there's no one down here. And I was like, the lady said, and she was just like, I'm calling your mother. <laughs> like, it was just like, I don't know what's happening. I'm calling your mother. And my mom had to come home. My parents came home and whatever. And I just remember them asking me, like, who was the lady you saw in the basement? I was like, I don't know. You know, I was just like, I don't know. She said, don't go down there. And they were just like, everyone was just like freaked out for a few days. But except for me, I just was like, I don't know. It was like the yeah. lady, the basement lady. Yeah. If I if that happened to me, I probably would have exploded on the stairs. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Went to dust. Like, I just remember it was like you can't go any further. Like it was like physically, I couldn't go down any more steps. It was like, stop. Mm -hmm. And then I just remember being like, I've never seen skin like that, but I'm not scared. It just was like, you physically, you couldn't go any further. And I was just like, okay, time to go back up the stairs. <laughs> like, you know, I, I just remember being like, I wasn't scared of her. You know, she wasn't mean. She just said, what did your mother say? And they were like, you know, was it, was it a, was it a neighbor? Was it someone you've seen before? I was like, no, I've never seen her. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget that. I, it was very weird. They were all worried about like some kind of home invasion of someone sneaking yeah. in. They, yeah. There. I know the babysitter was like, what lady in the basement? You know, she charging down there, like someone's coming in, like, you know, but to get into the basement, I mean, there is an outside window, but it leads to the coal chute. So there's really right. no way that you can break into it unless mm -hmm. you want to get smothered by coal because it's a huge shoot. So yeah. um, even if someone did break in the window, they wouldn't be able to sneak in there. So. Mm. 
I mean, I it's also very brave of the babysitter, I want to say, too, to go down there, because I if I was babysitter, I'd be like, OK, we'll just keep this door closed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, maybe we'll watch some TV. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what I would have done in that situation if I would have gone down there. I don't think I would have either. I would have uh, just been like, we're going to stay away from the basement. I would have been like, oh, a basement lady. And I adjust my tie and I smooth my hair. <laughs> Has a bundle of flowers in your hand. Hey, really? Was she blonde? <laughs> Hello, nice basement lady. Yeah. I'm I don't a responsible know. My, caregiver. My, my mom is like, I think you dreamt it. And I was like, but, you know, the other, the babysitter was there. She, heard it it's not like i fell asleep on the basement steps i wasn't gone that long so yeah <laughs> well on that note we got a story to tell yeah Ooh. we all drew positions beforehand um damien what did you draw i got the celebrity the celebrity means that i hit the button on a random celebrity generator it's going to give damien four options and he must appear as that celebrity at some point in the story. Not stricken to that character, but they have to appear. And your options today, Damien, are um, Stephen Hawking. <laughs> okay. Barack Obama. Right. Glenn Beck. And Meriwether Lewis. Meriwether Lewis? Meriwether Lewis. Okay. I, I don't know who that is, but I, I Lewis like the and name. Clark. Is that who it is? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> what I don't know why he would be a celebrity. I guess he was in his day, sure. Well, we, we have it with like historical figures too. Oh, so I kind of like it though, because mm -hmm. he was, he probably was a historical figure. I think he was not a very nice guy from what I remember reading. Probably not. Yeah. I'm sure he did horrible, horrible things. His but picture his is, is a Meriwether, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking? Okay. <laughs> That's what I would go with. Yeah. <laughs> and I drew the swing, so I have no responsibility in the story. Can do whatever I want. And Liz, what did you draw? I drew the narrator. All right. And for the narrator, we're going to go to canigeta.com, uh, where we get a location, a relationship, or a word randomly generated in order to get the story started. So which of those would you like? A location, a relationship, or a word? How about location? Antique store. <laughs> okay. All right. So what do, what am I doing here? I'm just making up a story <laughs> as the narrator. Yeah, yeah we're characters uh, for it. You can also just be characters the in the story. No, uh, no rules or anything. Okay. And does it? Oh, so no rules. So it doesn't have to be spoopy. Hey. We'll see how the story plays out. Yeah, <laughs> it, could, it could get spooky. In you never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's give it a try. So antique store, and I've got Stephen Hawking at some point in the story. Yep. And then, Cody, you can be anything or anybody. Yep. All right. All right. Ready? All right. We're ready. All right. So it was 2003 in Seattle, Washington, and a small, at the end of a small dirt road stood a lonely, tiny antique store. And in this store, there was a lovely older lady named Marjorie who was 
the owner. And this day, she was dusting her collection of books from Nostradamus and from uh, Jack Kirok and from, oh goodness, who else? I'm going to steal one. Meriwether Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> when suddenly she was interrupted by a sound, it sounded like wheels knocking on the door. Oh. So she went to open it, and there was a man with a computer, and he introduced himself. Hey, lady, can I use your shitter? <laughs> oh, I was just checking the meters of all the places here on my computer, and, uh, well, I wandered down this dirt road. Who has a dirt road in 2003? And, uh, <laughs> well, I got to take a dump. You mind if I... I mean, uh, throughout time, hey, Meriwether Lewis, don't mind if I do. No, I, love I just dusted stories. that book. I'll be back. I want to say throughout time, there are always dirt roads. I believe in the future there will still be dirt roads. I don't think that time will ever take us to a place where there are not dirt roads somewhere. Lady, are you still talking? I just finished taking a 15 minute steamer and you're still going on about <laughs> dirt roads. <laughs> It just upset me, sir. I I just I was dusting these books and then you took it in there and brought it into the washroom and soiled it after I've already cleaned it. And suddenly the man in the chair saw a book that caught his eye. Oh, what's this book? Oh, another book that's catching your eye. You're going to take every one of my books today and bring them into the washroom. Listen, you might not notice about me, but I checked the meters because I'm doing an experiment. I'm a famous professor. Oh, yeah. Like, ooh. Uh, have you ever heard of Stephen Hawking? Oh, I know I'm from the. <laughs> That sent quivers down my legs. <laughs> Suddenly, Marjorie walked over to the front door and locked it. You're going to stay in here with me, Mr. Hawking. Are you trying to seduce me, Miss Old Lady? Well, we'll see what happens. I do have a bowl of sweets on by the cash register. <laughs> oh, it was at this moment that Mr. Hawking realized the book that caught his eye was not an antique. It was the book Misery by Stephen King. And it had been bookmarked in several places by Marjorie. Dun, dun, dun. I, I've, I've read this book multiple times. I can't remember where I finish it, so I bookmark it every single time. I can see that, yeah, you bookmarked it at the table of contents, at the author's note, and at the about the author page, which are interesting places to bookmark. Well, I don't want to forget my space <laughs> nonetheless. At the beginning and the end of the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good. It's a very important book to me. Also, I'm just going to take one of those candies now. And they're all caramels. <laughs> they're all stuck together. Yeah, they're very it's hot in here and it's a lot of caramels. How old are these? Oh, as old as misery. Oh, <laughs> so what, like the 80s? 
Yeah, about the 80s. Listen, uh, I'm doing an experiment in the neighborhood. And uh, if you're going to get to the jump in my bones, I suggest you do it sooner rather than later. Oh, so you are in, I see. What? <laughs> I'm really just seeing where this goes. It's <laughs> hilarious. Well, I mean, if you don't mind, I can take you into the back room. <laughs> And well, we ring, can ring, oh. ring, ring. Suddenly, a telephone in the back of the antique store began to ring. Marjorie had to excuse herself to go answer it. One moment, Stephen, freshen up for me. All right. <laughs> and while she was gone, Stephen began looking around, planning for an escape. Mm, how can I get out of this dump? <laughs> He rolled over to one of the windows. Uh, so dusty. I better clean it off. See if I can see outside. I can't see outside. The windows won't come clean. It's he like it's over to the door and tried the lock. The locks. The locks won't come clean. They're dirty. <laughs> And then Marjorie came back and saw him fiddling with the door handle. It's that damn bell saying they wanted to upgrade my plan, but they did say it was a very good. Hey, wait a minute. What are you doing? I'm just testing the door, making sure no one disturbs us. OK, <laughs> and it's locked. Good. Yeah. Now, why don't you lay down some doilies? Lay down some doilies right on the floor. You are one dirty boy. That's what happens when you become a professor at a prestigious university. <laughs> you become a filthy, filthy boy. So she laid down some doilies. <laughs> because that's what you do when you're with Stephen Hawking. You I'm waiting. Okay. For what? I'm laying on the doilies for you. No, you're going to have to help me get out of this chair. I can't really move out of it. Oh, so she did. And they went on to make sweet, sweet love and live happily ever after in that little antique store. Hey, uh, uh, lady, I know it's been 15 years and I never learned your name, but I got a confession to make. <laughs> yes. I'm not really Stephen Hawking. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> Plot twist. Who are you? My name is Raphael. <gasps> just one? Yeah, I was never given a last name. And I really was just checking the meters. You know, I was looking to see that you were paying your gas bill. Oh, this was all a gas ploy. Yeah, and look, I've been here for the last 15 years investigating you, and I see that you haven't been paying your gas bill. Investigating me? We've had a whole... I I gave birth for you. Well, I didn't... <laughs> I didn't ask you to do that for me. We have a family now. You're going to... I thought you gave birth to get the child out of you. I didn't think you did it for me. Well, he jumps out of the chair for the first time in 15 years. See, I'm really a good tap dancer. <laughs> At our wedding, I lied when I said I couldn't. 
15 years of pretending you can't walk. I carried you to so many places. I got to say, that was pretty sweet. The day we... <laughs> The day we met, I was laying in my sexy pose on doilies. Yeah. And you made me get back up, even though I did a yoo-hoo. A yoo-hoo. A yoo-hoo. Oh, a yoo-hoo. I did a yoo-hoo. I thought you were talking about that other thing that you do. Well, I, I, and I did that, too. I did everything for cry you. As she recounted all the things that she had done. And... Raphael felt guilty. Listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I betrayed your trust and investigated you for the half of the gas company these last 15 years. <laughs> and? And I'm sorry that I made you have children with me that I didn't really want, but I was doing it because I was so deep undercover. You didn't want them. I was undercover. Your undercover is a guy that wanted children? Yeah, to get close to <laughs> strange, strange character choice for someone. A lot of commitment required in that one. You could have been just a guy that likes to play Monopoly, but no, you chose wants children. Listen, my boss had to know what was going on in this little shack with no paved road out front. <laughs> I'm not the only one with a dirt road in this city. You are. We're back on this. Yes. The, no, but listen, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. There are dirt roads everywhere. Not in this city. Roads everywhere. Two thousand and three. Yeah, that's when we met. When was the last time you left this shop? Well, it was probably two thousand and two. Yeah, a lot changed between two thousand two and two thousand three. Mm. Has it? They paved all the roads. All of them. All of them, except mine. Yes, that's why I'm investigating you. Well, I didn't know that. I hadn't gone out. Clearly, I, 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 oh, God. And right then and there, Marjorie made a promise. She was going to get her road paved. I don't care who I have to call the mayor, the city. I'll call everyone. <laughs> I will make sure that this road is paved as long as you make me a deal, Buster. OK, you leave this place. You take our child and mm. you never see me again. And also don't report me about the <laughs> meters or whatever. The meters. Yeah. I don't know what meters have to do with paved roads. Well, and Raphael shocked. <laughs> Looks like my job here is finally complete. <laughs> and with that, Raphael hung his head and walked out the front door. Come on, kids. We're leaving your old mother to pave her driveway. Yay! <laughs> Spooked. That was a scary story. I know. It took some very dark turns. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was a, a, that poor old woman. I hope she's okay with her paved roads and loneliness once again. Well, I got to say, the reason the real Stephen Hawking wasn't there was because it wasn't wheelchair accessible because of that dirt road. So, oh, that explains yeah, it. That's the twist. I thought I like it. Plot twist. I thought you were doing a very accurate Eddie Redmayne style performance of Stephen Hawking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even though he talks like a computer and is from the UK. <laughs> yeah. 
It was uh, <laughs> it was just like that movie that won an Oscar. Just like it. Yeah. I was getting flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Well, I was trying to remember it as I was doing it, and uh, <laughs> I think I was getting more and more into that character yeah. as I went. So I think that movie also had that same twist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so. <laughs> they worked for the gas company. <laughs> 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 a tale as old as time. Yeah. Oh, nice oh. job, though, guys. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. Yeah. Uh, let's do a round of uh, plugs. Where can everyone follow you? Um, you can find me on. Well, the first place would probably be imdb.com because that's just where all my credits go. Yeah. But if anything's coming up, that'll be the first place that it'll go. And probably the second place will be Facebook. Also under Liz Priestley. And that's about it. I don't have much of a social media presence. I'm sure that'll change, but I just, I'm like, what am I going to do? Take pictures of like my feet and be like, hashtag toes. I don't know. I'm just not like, <laughs> I don't know. Really there's probably a market for it. If you're starting a social media presence, I suggest not to do pictures of feet. No, you'll, you'll get, get a, a whole, very weird. Yeah. A you'll weird get a weird market. fan base. <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. So, yeah, I, yeah I'm going to stick to Facebook. Mm-hmm. Liz Priestley. But, yeah, those are the places to find me. <laughs> and uh, keep an eye out on uh, on what's new on Netflix, because uh, we'll yes. be seeing we'll be seeing some more of you there, I'm sure. Yeah, I hope so. And I mean, I don't have an official release date yet, but um, the buzz is very early next year. So maybe January, February ish. So, yeah. All right. Amazing. We'll be tweeting that out at Spook Podcast as well as go to the sonarnetwork.com. You'll see a full profile on Liz. And thank you very much. Thank you, guys. This was so fun. (laughs) I think I just giggled my way through your entire podcast. (laughs) Spooked. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!